Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken My Soul podcast. I want to preface this next episode with this is going to be a lot different than any other episode we've ever had. And um, we're going to dive into a topic that I haven't really dove into yet. It's a personal story, personal share around my own journey of quitting weed. And this was something I felt called to share and record as today, December 1st, 2023, is one year since I quit weed. So this felt like a beautiful way to honor my one year anniversary um, and also share my journey and my story with those who are also interested in looking for resources to release their relationship to weed, to either heal it or release it. Um, from a place of self-love. And I also just want to acknowledge the sound quality is not optimal. It's not what it usually is. And I'm in a place of wanting to release perfectionism and take messy action and get this message out to you. So I just want to preface this as this is not the standard uh, audio recording quality that I do, um, but I'm not in a place to want to record the entire thing. So I um, just want to preface that. I apologize. The sound quality is not perfect. You might hear some crackling in the background. I had my headphones in, so you might hear um, that. But moving forward, I am committed to making the sound quality better. Okay, so with that said, I'm going to bring us into this episode. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Awaken My Soul podcast. I know it's been a hot minute, and I'm so glad that you're here. This is going to be the first episode of season two. So we're going to kick off this episode, this season, with a different style than previous episodes. I'm feeling the call to come on here raw and unfiltered, so this won't be edited with an intro or outro like previous episodes. That's, you know, an internal process I've been sitting with, like, this doesn't feel necessary. That could be a sign of perfectionism, and so I want more authenticity. I want to be able to show up with less resistance and share what's real. This will be a solo episode where I will be sharing about my personal journey of becoming marijuana-free and discussing my experience of what it took for me to quit smoking weed. So you may want to put in some headphones and listen to this in privacy, especially if you have children in the room. You might be wondering, like, how does this relate to self-intimacy and relationship coaching? Well, when it comes down to it, everything is a relationship on some level. This is about my relationship to marijuana and how I broke free from the unhealthy codependent relationship I had with cannabis. Before we dive in, I just want to give you kind of a vibe of where I'm coming to you. It's it's in the evening on a Monday. It's, you know, it's got this crisp chill in the air. I have been working on really just pouring out this message and taking some notes and really making sure I'm not missing anything because this is a topic I feel really passionate about because 
So many people are walking through the world numbing with different things, whether it's food or weed or alcohol, whatever it may be. I'm here to bring people back to their truth, back to their human experience and the wisdom and the consciousness within emotions. And so I embarked on this journey of letting go of weed and I'll get into it more. The root of it was wanting to feel it all. No longer wanting to suppress what I'm feeling because it's so important for us as humans to feel it all because if we don't feel it all, we're just stifling it down. And I'll, I'll get more into detail about my experience of what that looked like when it all started bubbling up and coming through when I started to release it. I know in my experience of when I embarked on the journey, I was looking for evidence around me, looking for other people's stories, for proof that this is something people have struggled with because we so often hear that weed, marijuana, cannabis isn't addictive and maybe on some level it isn't, but when it becomes so ingrained as a habit, as a numbing agent, as some way to suppress how we're feeling, like that can be addictive on some level. And we'll dive in a bit more about the definition of addiction in a little bit so we can release some stigma and some weight around the world, the word, because I know I had that at some point. So my intention here is to share this as an offering to serve others, to serve you. If you're on your journey of wanting to feel it all rather than numb out. And I believe our stories are lifelines that connect us to each other on the deepest of levels. Like for so long, I was like, who cares about my story? It's not about me. And then I love learning from other people and their stories. So it's like, of course, why would I not share when this is part of my work, part of my story, something that I've overcome. And I am all about us sharing our truth, especially in the service of others. And this almost feels like something that happened for me and not to me at this point, as we're nearing almost a year of being without weed. And it, so it feels like I'm sharing this from a really healed and integrated place And so, yeah, I'm really excited to share this because I think that this can really help people, whether it's, you know, you have a toxic relationship that you're in, whether it's a relationship, a codependency on food to feel better on a substance, like you can replace the word weed with just about anything and what I'm about to share with you and the takeaways and the how-tos can all still apply. And Before we dive in, I really want to start off with a disclaimer. I am not an addiction specialist, okay? I am sharing this from my own lived experience, my own lived story, and I'm sharing this to shine light on, hey, if I can get through this, so can someone else, and I am not a specialist or anything like that, I will have some resources at the end to guide you to people who can really support you in your own journey of releasing substances. This is pretty much an ode, right, to me being one year marijuana free. It's it's a way for me to acknowledge my journey and share from an integrated place and also 
like I said, like I searched high and low for other people's experiences, their stories to affirm I was not alone in the struggle to quit weed. Because so often we hear from people that, oh, that's you can't get addicted or it's no big deal. Everyone smokes these days. And I wish this was something that was talked about more. So may this episode be an example of what is possible for you too if you're looking to release a toxic coping mechanism. Side note, I just want to say like smoking weed is not inherently bad. It's about our relationship to it. Smoking weed, when it becomes something that like in my experience happens frequently, multiple times a day, daily, become just a lifestyle and a habit, it can create a sense of complacency, which then becomes something that stifles motivation, discipline, and desire to pursue our dreams. I know for me, that was my, my experience, and I've definitely seen this happen to people I really dearly love in my life. Let's, let's dive into some reasons why I'm sharing this story. So to remind you that it is safe to ask for help, You don't have to face your pain alone in hopes to support and inspire others who might feel stuck and stifled in their dependency on weed or something external to numb out rather than to feel what's here. Remind you that you can change and transform and it's possible for you. Remind you that your thoughts are not always true. You can overcome limiting beliefs with repetitive aligned action to release shame around the word addiction, to remind you of the true meaning of the word. And like I said, I needed to rack up evidence of why I needed to quit. I researched high and low for podcasts, YouTube videos, listening to other people's stories who had come before me and had this struggle and wanted to quit and wanted to make sure it was possible for me and that I wasn't alone in this. And let me tell you, it is so possible for you if you're looking to quit smoking weed. If you're on this podcast, you're probably, you know, either on the journey of letting it go or feeling the weight of it. Like, this is no longer fun. And that was my experience. So, like I said, we're quickly approaching my one-year anniversary of being weed-free. November 30th, 2022 was the last time I ever smoked weed not knowing that was going to be the last time. The very next day, December 1st, 2022, was the day I decided I was done. I was completely done with smoking weed. I'll give you some backstory now. So it was for about 10 to 12 years that I was smoking weed regularly. I was dependent on it to feel quote-unquote normal. Smoking weed became a crutch for me to numb out. Anytime I felt a feeling of discomfort, stress, anxiety, annoyance, anger, or being triggered, I would smoke weed to self-soothe and numb out. You know, I hear from people still these days that say, you know, that's where I'm at. And I'm like, I, I, I have so much compassion for people that are in that place because I too have been there. Throughout time, this became my new normal. So it started off slow. Remember the first time I smoked weed? It was when I was, I think, a senior in high school. I think the new Star Wars had just come out. I think it was 2010. I was in this area um, close to the high school I was at. 
before the movie came out, we all decided, the four of us decided to get high. And I remember as soon as I got high, it was like flipping through a photo book, shutter images, just flipping from one to another. Like life did not feel smooth when I was high the first few times. It was like, I would go to put my seatbelt on in the passenger seat and it was like, boom, 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 you know, as I'm pulling it down into um, the seatbelt lock. And I just remember thinking like, people like this? People like this? Why do people do this? Like, are you sure this is marijuana that we just smoked? Because I have never heard about people having this experience. And so my first few times were like that. And then after a while, I guess my body just got used to it. And then it became more and more enjoyable. And then throughout time, it became something that was normal for me. And I became dependent on it at a certain point. It became a crutch. And something I did whenever something uncomfortable would come up, I didn't want to feel. I'd wake up in the morning at a certain point feeling the desire to smoke again because I would have a weed hangover from the night before. And if you've ever experienced that, it's not fun. You feel like brain fog, you feel tired, and it's like, You'd rather feel high again than feel a weed hangover. So why not smoke again? To be back on that high cloud. Like building my business can wait. I'll just do housework today or I don't need to show my face on camera today or to social media. I would never want to pour my energy into my business from this place because it felt tainted. And so I wouldn't. And so that stifled me for so many years. I don't know if you can relate to this, but that was my experience. That was just something in my system. I was like, absolutely not. That did not feel an integrity to me. At some point, would happen over and over again, where tomorrow would come, I would do it all over again and say, my dreams can wait till tomorrow. The thing that will move the needle forward can wait till tomorrow. And what happens when you do that, you get caught up in this vicious cycle of just being caught up in quote unquote busy work to feel productive. And that can look like just constantly doing the laundry or doing the dishes or, you know, cleaning your house constantly or running errands all the time. And it's like, that's not something that is really going to move the needle forward for my mission, for my purpose. It came to a certain point, like I tried to remember when this part, like something within me shifted around this pattern and there was a certain day where I remember my body like walking me to the bong, to the bubbler, whatever it was, and just feeling like I was not consciously choosing that. Have you ever felt that like you're on autopilot where you're like, who is in charge of me right now? Who is leading me? Who is walking me to go pack a bowl right now? Because I don't feel like I'm fully choosing this right now. This feels like it's an ingrained pattern and habit that's running me. And so that was an awakening moment for me. You know, I still continue to pack the bubbler, pack the bowl and smoke it. But in that moment, the, a new awareness came through. Of like, is this my unconscious, my subconscious? Is it a negative force outside of me? 
And it felt weird. It felt as I was living above my body and disassociated. After years and years of getting high off of weed, just like completely disconnected from from myself, from my body. It was interesting. It felt like I was witnessing it happening instead of choosing it. I remember just thinking like, I just want to quit. I want to be done with it. I'm so over this. And I would just continue smoking. I would smoke thinking it would make me feel better. And then as soon as I got high, I wish I hadn't. This guilt spiral, it was no longer fun. I'd end up feeling worse than I did before. I could feel guilt building within my body, resentment towards myself. Like, how did I put myself in this situation? The guilt was all-encompassing as though I could feel an elephant sitting on my chest. And it literally made me feel like it was hard to breathe and that my throat was being squeezed. It was hard to express. I felt stifled in my expression. I felt stifled in my life. I felt disconnected from my body. It just didn't feel true for me. I knew it needed to stop. I just never felt like I was ready to stop because I still, on some level, got something from it. There were many times I tried to let go of weed. Many times I tried to take breaks, to let it go. I could just feel this building in my chest every single time I would go to smoke. It got to a certain point where I was just sick and tired of my own excuses. I had had enough, and I decided to draw a line in the sand. My inner holy desire was burning so deeply to live beyond a cloudy haze. My mental state was so hazy and clouded. I felt so unclear. I felt like I was living in a fog. But inside, deep down, I could feel my inner muse, my inner artist, my inner queen coming forward, wanting to take the lead, wanting to run the show. They knew I was here for much more than this vicious cycle I'd been stuck in. I was done prioritizing weed to numb out over living my dreams, creating my art and expressing myself. I was done telling myself my dreams can wait till tomorrow. I was done being stuck in a repetitive cycle of always putting off my dreams and desires to smoke weed. It required owning where I was at, owning my desire validating myself, my struggle, doing something about it, and getting the support I needed. Because there were people around me telling me, oh, it's no big deal, you know, people smoke all the time, it's, it's so common, and it just felt invalidating. And so I needed to validate myself, my own struggles. And so this is when it all changed. I matched with a therapist who specialized in addiction because I was clear on my one mission and intention, which was to quit smoking weed. And it wasn't a smooth journey, let me tell you. We had our first session on November 8th of 2022, and I quickly realized this therapist wasn't a good fit for three reasons. One, she avoided confronting the main issue I went to therapy for. She would tiptoe around what I really wanted, which was to quit smoking weed. I would even continue smoking weed after our sessions because she made it sound like I didn't need to stop, even though internally I knew I wanted to stop. Two, she talked a lot. 
I mean, I love people who can really express themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. However, I felt like I was being her space holder. And she fe- I felt like she was making a session about her, her story, about her son with addiction issues. And bless her, she was doing the best she could. However, she was not a good fit for me. Three, I felt as though I had to educate her because she had never explored any mind-altering substances. And maybe there's an addiction specialist who's never touched a substance in their life who's great at this. However, she would ask me about ayahuasca and all these other things I've tried and ask me to explain to her my experiences. And I just felt like that was inappropriate. And that's something she can research on her own time. It had nothing to do with how I wanted to quit weed. And at the time, I could feel my people-pleasing tendencies arise, and I endured three whole sessions with her because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And that was a time when I would abandon myself and endure rather than trust myself, trust my intuition. And so that was a big light bulb moment as well. Then I chose to be rematched, and I have to say this was such a relief. I was paired with a woman who I believe to be a fierce earth angel. She was exactly what I was looking for. A no BS therapist who could be direct, honest, and shoot it straight with me. This was the day. Our very first call. December 1st, 2022. Within the first five minutes of our call together, she dove straight into my desires by asking me, what is your relationship with weed? After I answered, she reflected back to me, it sounds like you have an addiction. I challenged this by saying, oh, I thought I had a dependency. She asked, what's the difference between a dependency and an addiction? I replied, well, I can go on vacation and not fiend for it. And she said, It sounds like you just took a vacation from your addiction. And I let that sink in because I was in a place to make some radical change. Addiction was a word that held so much weight to me at the time, such a charge. That word was for other people, not me, I thought. And then I softened and let the truth in. I immediately began sobbing and crying I felt so seen, validated in my struggle to quit weed for so many years. Everyone I would talk to up until this point would tell me, oh, you're fine, it's no big deal, or everyone smokes nowadays. And that just felt they were minimizing my struggle and brushing it under the rug when I knew deep down it was an issue and I couldn't continue on like this anymore. I was sick of it. And she proceeded to tell me the meaning of the word addiction. Addiction is the inability to control usage. That's all. And to be able to see it at face value for what it truly is, not an unworthiness or a morality issue or demeaning of my character, but simply that this inability to control usage can happen to anyone. And it can look like anything, right? It can look like an inability to control usage of your phone, to 
feed a negative thought pattern, you know? It it can be with anything. We all have urges around certain things, and it's just a matter of the awareness of it. And that went back to me feeling like I wasn't in control of walking to the glassware, of packing the bowl. I felt like something else was pulling me, was running me. So from that moment forward of being called out, hearing that word addiction, I never touched weed again. That was exactly what I needed to hear, exactly what I needed to come face to face with, to decide to not allow it to have that kind of power over me. I cut it out of my life cold turkey. And I'm not recommending that you or anyone does this. But this is what I needed and what I was ready for. And I had ongoing therapy and support throughout that month as I was navigating this transition. I felt an incongruence of integrity with my work. I am here to help women feel it all because when we can feel it all, we can have it all. It's just on the other side of feeling it. The only way out is through. So I knew I had to emerge and go through the gunk to get out to the other side, to be able to walk the walk, to no longer buffer my emotions when they were challenging, but to be with them and pull up a seat with them, knowing that this would help me embody my work and my next level of self. And through this journey, I realized at the core of it, at the root of it, what I was really chasing all that time was a desire to always feel good. And that if I wasn't always happy, that that meant that there was something wrong with me. And I'm just here to remind you right now, you don't always need to act like everything's okay and put together. It's part of the human experience to feel it all. There's nothing wrong with you. If you aren't happy in every moment of every day. And those first few weeks, I felt like I walked through my own version of hell, feeling all of the emotions I had shoved down in my system for 10 to 12 years all coming up to the surface at once. My nervous system felt like frayed wires where the smallest thing would just set me off. Limiting thoughts like, I'm so much happier when I smoke or I'm more fun when I smoke or can I really do this circulated through my mind. And there was even a week where thoughts like I can understand why some people don't want to be here came to mind. And I had never had thoughts that dark before. I rode the wild and crazy roller coaster of emotions of that dark December as my first month with nothing to buffer or cope. Physically, I experienced nausea, hot and cold flashes, one moment burning up and the next freezing cold. I also remember having wild, vivid nightmares and dreams. And like I said, I don't recommend going cold turkey as some of these symptoms can occur and you really need to make sure that you are supported through your journey of anything that you're letting go of. And eventually, I got back into homeostasis. One day at a time, feeling it all, journaling it all, 
witnessing myself through the ups and downs, I got back to me, a new set point for myself. And it brings tears to my eyes while I reflect on where I've been, that I've pierced through the gunk and came out the other side stronger than ever before. And through that experience, I have had to use the tools I teach my clients to self-regulate in ways that are healthy, self-sourced, and sustainable. All from the internal world, not from the outside. I'm so grateful for that dark December because of the woman I emerged as on the other side. It wasn't easy, yet I needed to walk through the fire to rise into the phoenix. Now I love living my life smoke-free. I love to feel free of the hazy cloud and have more clarity on my mission in life than ever before. And now I'm proud to say I face the challenging feelings and sensations straight on. I trust my highs and my lows, and I know they both serve me. There is so much wisdom within our emotions. If we let them flow, purify us, and be messengers of soul alignment. On our journey of becoming, sometimes what can feel most healing is being witnessed in our pain, being reflected back the truth of who we are and where we're at with no BS, to let go of toxic habits and commit to feeling it all no matter, no matter what. And having support and to pull up a table for all parts of ourselves even our pain and so next I'm going to go into some pieces that really supported me on my journey in case you're going through something similar God remembering that I'm never alone during this time I felt an ancestor that had passed come forward and that was such a beautiful experience. I felt so held. But remembering God is there, or whatever your beliefs are, finding your resource of goodness to remember you're never alone and that this is all part of the divine plan. To make a list of all the healthy ways to regulate your nervous system, including self-care activities, one of which that really helped me was listening to an addiction meditation on YouTube or taking Epsom salt baths to cleanse away some negative energy. Have internal and external support. First of all, being a gentle, compassionate person to yourself and having external support, such as a therapist, an addiction support person, or friends around you to remind you that you will get through this. And even having a supportive partner was really helpful for me. So that way you have a safe container to allow the emotions to flow because whenever you let go of something, especially weed in my experience, there was so many emotions and the smallest thing could set me off. And coming back to what's really here and not taking it out, people around you can be really beneficial and having people there to remind you that you will get through it and to bring you back to what you really need right now. And next is having healthy boundaries with yourself and others. So 
yes, we want to have connection with people that can support us through this, but also create spaciousness around yourself. It was helpful for me to not share the new part of my journey with people who may ju- who might judge it until I was further along in my journey. So that way I was more convicted and solid in this transition to be able to say no to weed and not put myself in environments where I might be tempted. Next, I had a diary. I was actually reading through this before pressing play on this podcast. And it's just so wild to look back on the highs and lows of the journey of letting go of weed and having that journal to go to every single day created the safe space for me to feel it all as I would write it all out and witness my own journey and look back on and be like, wow, I went through that. And now it's a distant memory. You know, it's almost a year from now. And it's amazing, you know, how having a space to process and integrate can be really, really helpful. And writing a pros and cons list of both smoking weed and releasing weed, um, this provided so much clarity for me to view this from all angles and give me more reasons to quit. And I stayed really close to this list to remember all the reasons why I wanted to quit. Or you could just make a list of all the reasons why you want to quit. Um, For me, listening to podcasts and YouTube videos about others who went on this journey of quitting weed also supported me in my stance because I love information. I love feeling like vindicated in the research and having a, a really big why when I go to do something to be motivated and to stay on course. So that was helpful for, for me. And then celebrating yourself every step of the way. So, you know, keeping track of how many days you've been without weed, celebrating the monthly milestones or the weekly milestones and then the year like this for me this is me celebrating one year and sharing my journey with you in hopes that this will help many other people overcome the same struggle that I was going through yeah so all of that really supported me through my journey and there might be some other things that might support you more and so really staying close to those during this time For me, I quit therapy on January 6th, so my experience with therapy was pretty much just to get me to quit smoking weed and to be supported for, I think it was four or five weeks as I really moved through really, really highs and really, really lows um, emotionally, and so that was really helpful for me, and I received all I wanted from that, that experience, and it really took the patience on my end to find someone that was a perfect match for me and to feel supported in my decision to quit. And all along, I just needed someone to shoot it straight with me. And from this experience, I've learned the value in shooting it straight with other people and my clients. And as you know, I'm not an addiction specialist, yet I'm a self and relational intimacy coach and when I have a woman in front of me I'm able to really remember this time in my life how that first five minutes of a call can radically change someone's life by simply being mirrored back 
and witnessed what is being expressed. Because sometimes that's all we need is a reflection. It can be one of the greatest gifts to receive and to be validated and understood in having a safe container for healing to take place. And so to wrap this up, I have a couple more things I would love to share. Um, The biggest lessons and then some reflection questions and then something fun that's coming to you in December that you're invited in on. So the biggest lessons here were choosing to feel the difficult things instead of smoking them away or numbing them away and knowing that you will be rewarded. I had to claim and own my story where others would deny my struggle. I had to let the truth in and accept where I really was and know that there's nothing wrong with asking for help, hiring help, remembering that you don't have to do it all alone. What is done in the name of self-love will last, right? Because if I did this from a place of shame, it didn't last before. But because I love myself so much, I chose to let it go. The way you disconnect from something, from a place of love, is the only way you can find completion and wholeness and closure with that you're looking for. What I've come to find out is that what I really wanted all along was that deep inhale and deep exhale. It wasn't about the smoke filling my lungs. It was about the deep breath in my lungs. So let's take a few deep breaths together just to feel our systems relax and shift. Inhale, filling up your belly, then your chest and pausing at the top. Open mouth, exhale, let it go. Pausing at the bottom and stillness. Two more times just like that. Inhale deep. Filling all the way up, belly, then chest. Pausing at the top, sipping in more air. Open mouth, exhale, let it all go. Belly, then chest. Pausing at the bottom one more time, just like that. Inhale deep, filling up your belly, your chest, pausing at the top, sipping in more air. Open mouth, exhale, let it all go. Beautiful, coming back to your own natural rhythm and just noticing the subtle shifts in your system just from taking a few deep breaths. And what we truly want isn't to numb out. It's not, I promise. What you really want is to feel it all because this is where aliveness comes in. There can be so much pleasure in grief, sadness, and anger if you allow yourself to fully descend into it. And I'm not saying to take it out on your partner or anything like that. I'm talking about you on your own in an embodiment practice. Dancing, moving, sounding in a way that's beneficial to your body. Allowing your body to move as it's desiring to. All from a place of self-love. How can you feel what you're feeling 
and get in touch with the life force that's there, the consciousness that's there, and get curious about that. And I'm not saying you need to quit weed. That's not what I'm saying. The invitation here is to question the relationship you have to it. And only you can answer that question. If it's a healthy one, a dependent one, or one that's time to go. Okay, so we have some reflection questions. So you can listen to this back and pause at these questions and journal on them. So I'll just say them out. What are you telling yourself? is more important than your dreams? Where do you self-abandon? Where do you numb rather than feel what's here? What emotions do you avoid feeling? Why do you go to smoke? Or why do you go to the fridge to eat the snack when you're not hungry? Why do you go to drink the alcohol? Are you numbing out or are you doing it from a place of self-love? And you can ask that about anything, right? It can be watching TV, scrolling Instagram. Like, why do you go to do the doom scroll? What are you numbing out from? And are you doing it from a place of self-love or are you doing it from a place of avoidance? Okay. What can I leave behind and let go of? From a place of deep self-love. We're about to step into December, the last month of the year, and have something beautiful that I'm going to share with you next, a beautiful devotion for December that you can join us. And so that can be an invitation to let go of something, right? For the month of December or call something new in to replace it, right? We're talking about self-love, self-worth, strengthening your feminine energy last question where may you be giving your power away and be in a codependent relationship with someone or something outside of you right so where do you go to get your needs met that aren't from you and then again whenever you reiterate i'm not saying that you need to give up weed your vices only you can answer that only you know what your soul is calling for, for its next level of evolution. Yet, if you want to quit smoking weed, I know you can give up your crutch. I know it's possible for you. I know that it's possible for you to release the unhealthy or toxic habit that's been weighing on you. If you are in a smoky haze, I want to remind you that there is a way out. The only way out is through it. The only way out is through feeling it. And if you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse or mental health, this is your loving reminder to ask for help. You do not have to do it alone. You can call Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP or find an affordable online therapist that can support you through this at BetterHelp. You have the power to break the pattern, the cycle. I believe in you. Thank you for listening. I love you. Thank you for being here. And I'm just going to wrap up by sharing something that 
is coming forward for the month of December. We are going to be doing a date yourself devotional for every single day of the month of December. And so if this is something you're interested in, you can find me on Instagram at I am Melissa Peters. That's Melissa, one L, two S, Peters. So I am Melissa Peters. Um, and I'll leave that in the description notes below so you can find me and join the challenge. And what this entails is you let me know you're interested in it. You can DM me and I'll get your email from you and then send you the playbook to pair along with this December devotional where you will tailor this experience to you. You'll really dive into the things that have been really calling to you, whether it's self-expression through your art, whether it's through wearing that dress that's been sitting in your closet for far too long, you've been waiting for that hot date to take you out, you've been wanting to go to that restaurant, this is the time to cross some beautiful things off your bucket list and take yourself out on those dates. So this is all about you coming home to yourself, reclaiming your sovereignty, no longer waiting for someone else in your life to move forward, to do the things that you've always been dreaming of doing. So it can be something little or small every single day as an act of self-love and devotion. And then each week we're going to have a date yourself solo date. So we will have the playbook for you. So just slide into my DMs. Let me know you want to join the December devotional and I will send you the playbook so you can tailor the experience to you. Thank you so much for being here today. If you know of anyone in your world that could benefit from this message, please feel free to send it to them. I want to help other people see the light through the dark haze of, yeah, whatever they may be going through, whether it's weed or something they're ready to let go of. And make space for the upgrades as we navigate into the next year. Okay. Sending you so much love. Thank you for being here. Mwah.